Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.J. Amanu, the writer-director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Cullen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen.com up in my bunk, please. Snakes, yeah, that is my motorcycle running and tracking over my fucking snakes, Jamie's, with Dom, Dean Peter, and Chris. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From, from page to screen. Oh. Hello, how's things? <laughs> well, uh, as you know, apart from the computer just dying, uh, yeah. all is good. Computers always die the moment you're just about to start podcasting. Happens every, well, yeah. well not every single time, because that'd be really sucking nobody would ever podcast anymore. But you made it, backup computer. Yes. Do you remember the days when you just have like one PC in a house? I do. Yeah, well, you, you, you need more than one nowadays. I do. So I'm going to throw some curveballs at you, Rob. Not literally, because that would be mean, and my arm's not that good that I can chuck them all the way to North Wales. But I, I thought I was listening to a whole bunch of podcasts over the week, and a lot of them have sections. So I thought, ooh, okay. let's try sections. So <laughs> You have no idea what these sections are, but they're all stuff that you're probably going to bring with you. Anyway, I, think I, to need the podcast. I think I need sectioning as well, and I will cover more of that in section four about um, <laughs> the, the need for us to be sectioned. So, television, Rob, what TV have you watched? This is the, so basically, we're going to have a television section, okay. a film section, a video game section, a little tiny music section, because you, know, you may not have listened to anything. And then the one that we're talking about is a life section, where we talk about, you know, just locking ourselves up in a padded room for a while mm-hmm. so tv section what have you watched on television mr dyer um i have uh watched um uh, well uh, a show that i've recently discovered called end of the effing world yes it's, I, I think um, it's correct titles end of the f asterisk 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 in yeah. world if i <laughs> if i remember rightly enough but i saw the pilot episode of that uh, I'm guessing you've probably watched it all. I have. What do you think? Go and tell me your thoughts. And how did uh, you discover it in the first place? Um, it's it's one of those things, you know, my uh, you know three hour slog of looking for something to watch. <laughs> yes. Um, the the worst mistake I realised I was making is kind of um, boxing myself into the the platforms that I actually pay for. So Netflix, Disney Plus. Amazon Prime. What I hadn't been doing it on, on 
you know, at times was looking at the things I've got access um, freely to, such as uh, the four on demand player. Yeah. Um, so I went on to uh, the four on demand player, um, was just scrolling through um, their list of programs, saw the name, and thought, great, this sounds like an apocalyptic zombie filled. Yep. fun TV show. Um, I was wrong. It is, a, it, really is a, it is a fun it. TV show, but it's yeah. not a zombie apocalypse sort of thing, is it? No, not at all. So there's there's two seasons. Um, you know, uh, I um, hope there's going to be more, but who knows? Uh, I think it was last filmed in uh, 2019, so uh, hopes are fading. Um, but... Um, you know the the show itself is pretty much centers on two teens um both have their own issues um and have kind of been drawn together for for their own selfish reasons um but throughout the show they get kind of drawn into um kind of an elaborate web of um trouble yeah. uh, is is all you can say um and uh you know it it just centers like I say it just centers around them and uh, their their kind of life and struggles but um it's a it's a really great show and uh, i have to say um the uh kind of the lead uh, actress um Jessica Barden yeah. um she um she's amazing because her character is so kind of blunt kind of zero emotions she'd be the perfect kind of um alternate spock in star trek <laughs> okay she's she's got this way of of saying things like say with no emotion kind of no feeling and you think oh that must be easy but it's not i know it's not and she just has it kind of down completely she you know she's really impressive um and yeah I, I would recommend it to anybody who likes a dark um kind of moody tv show um you know give it a go were you familiar with the graphic graphic novel beforehand or did not you, at all did you not know there was one until i've just mentioned it now didn't know okay well, according to Netflix, they haven't officially cancelled it. They've just not greenlit a third one yet. Nice. So who knows? <laughs> who knows with Netflix? They might greenlight it and cancel it after a few episodes anyway. But So it's not officially been cancelled. But like you said, it's 2019 since the last one came out. But then mm -hmm. again, if you think about it, it's three years since the last season of Stranger Things came out. True. And uh, we're still waiting. We are. Well, we're getting it in May and July this year. You know, so they are doing a split season, aren't they, with Stranger Things? Uh, yeah, that you know, after this season, you know, if we have another one, then uh, it'll feature kind of eleven and the cast um, of of young teens as forty year olds. I know it probably will as well, and we are getting another one after this anyway. They're doing a fifth <laughs> and final season of Stranger Things before the kids retire. Um, you know, I guess. The, that, that you won't have to rescue uh, Hopper from uh, uh, a prison in uh, Russia or wherever it may be because uh, he'll be dead from old age. He will. He'll have passed on through through old age. But uh, but yeah. So are you going to venture into these 
free streaming platforms because I'm the same as you. It's like, I mean, I do sort of jump into the ITV hub and the BBC mm-hmm. Player and 4OD and 5OD and all this sort of stuff. Americans are like, what are you talking about? Um, these are things we have over here. And uh, there's a lot of free content, but we do tend to stick to the ones we pay for because we pay for them. We're like, well, yeah. I'm not, why would I watch something for free when I can watch something I'm already paying for? It's a very strange logic, but, you know. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, when, when it comes to the ones I pay for, especially Netflix, because it's kind of um it's easier to see on netflix what is um kind of new and what's coming up and it seems to stay on the the same list for new new items for for weeks i know they had one thing here and one thing there but um I'm really getting to the point where I find it difficult to find things on the platform. What you want to do is, is find like a website. There probably are some websites, and if not, you could set one up. Um, is find a website that just recommends amazing shows, mm-hmm. and then then just Google where can I watch this amazing show, and then hopefully you'll you'll find a list. We bought this streaming guide magazine thing. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think, and it's got all... That's what Annette was doing last year. She was like, what's on the next page? Oh, The Crown. I'll watch season one of The Crown and then mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's where she's watched a whole ton of stuff. She's working her way through Lemony Snicket season two at the minute, which I caught a glimpse uh-huh. of earlier. That is the weirdest looking show ever. It is. It's just odd. I don't know if I like it because I only saw like <laughs> 10 minutes of a season two episode, so I've not exactly been invested in it since the beginning, but it's, a, it's an odd looking show. So what else are you watched in other than End of the Fucking World? Which, to be fair, I think we're living through the End of the Fucking World. Uh, yeah. Um, I uh, went and um, re-watched Young Sheldon. What do you, hang on a minute. What do you mean, re-watched it? How, how much of it did you re-watch? Um, seasons one, two, three, and four. Wow. So you literally re-watched Young Sheldon then? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow. I, I got I got fed up of waiting to see something new, so <laughs> so you thought I'm going to go back and watch like a hundred odd episodes Why not? Of, of, a, of an existing show. It's it, again, I'll say it, you know, once more, very much like the Big Bang Theory. Young Sheldon is something I can put in, on in the background, even if I'm doing some work or yeah. you know, or something like that, and it can just happily play. Um, you know, the the show. All I have to do is hear the. The, the dialogue and in my head I can picture uh, the scene playing out so uh, it, it's a great um, kind of show just to put on when you need something playing in the background but you're not necessarily paying full attention to it. That was my Deep Space Nine and Entourage <laughs> are my two shows that I do for that but I'm halfway through season two of Young Sheldon, I'm still enjoying it I have never heard the theme song because Netflix have this skip intro thing. I don't even know how long the theme song is. I don't know if it's a long one or a short one, but when it comes up skip, I'm like, yeah, I might as well skip that. Get me into the episode. I have to say, I would advise you to watch the intro at least a few times because it it is changed up. Um, The the music is the same, the theme, but the actual um, on-screen kind of video, there are kind of... Uh, a few differences every now and again, which is uh, a little funny to watch. Okay. Cool. So what else have you watched other than uh, 100 and something episodes of Young Sheldon? For, for TV, <laughs> yeah. um, that's about it. That's a pretty hefty amount, though, to be fair. Yeah. That's not bad. So, 
Well, what I'm, can I say? I was I was breaking <laughs> in my new TV. You certainly were. Are you happy with your new TV? Did your TV come preloaded with that horrible shitty setting that makes it look like it's on a film set? Um, no. Good. It, it didn't. And whilst I like the TV, whilst it's working, it does have its quirks. What? Go on. What are your quirks? This is a new TV. What what quirks has your new TV got? Well, the new TV, um, very much like my new phone when I was forced to upgrade from a Windows phone because they weren't making them anymore to an Android phone, um, is based on the Android operating system, so it's an Android TV. And we all know Android isn't a bug-free system. Um, And I can be watching, um, I don't know, BBC iPlayer, for example, and the TV itself will just decide to shut down the app 20 minutes into watching a program. Is that because there's a timer set to say off if I don't do anything within certain times? No, because when that happens, it comes up with a little message where you can click cancel. This is literally app crash back to the home screen. Then you have to open it up again. Also, because it works like Android. Yeah. So you open an app. And if I just then press the home button and go back to the home, that app is still running in the background. So if I then open another app and click home and then open another app, it eventually gets to a point where it says, sorry, I'm not working anymore for you. And you literally have to restart the computer, well, the TV. What makes your TV? Um, um, It's, uh, uh, I want to say it's L. Is it LG? LC, no, it's oh, uh, yeah. it's some Chinese uh, TCL, okay. TCL. All right, okay. Um, which you know they they've got decent enough reviews, you know, because they they make budget TVs that kind of do does what it says on the tin. But if you actually read about the uh, the Android TV operating system, which obviously isn't just on this TV, it's on plenty of TVs. A lot of people talk about how buggy it can be. Right. Um, so um, the I, the first time I switched it on and tried to watch um, The Apprentice on um, the BBC iPlayer, yeah, um, just wouldn't play anything on iPlayer, and um, I ended up with it being a, a smart TV. Going to the iPlayer website on the laptop playing it through there and casting it to the TV. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the easiest way to do it, and it shouldn't yeah. be, but, you know. Um, and eventually, even though all auto-updates are switched to on, I realised I had to go and manually update the TV and the apps. I have to do that on my LG TV sometimes, when mm. it's just misbehaves, and it's like, an, update is up, an app update is available. You're like, well, I've got it to set to auto-update, but you're still going to manually do it. Yeah. So, like, you know, before this podcast, I was watching uh, the Ethan Page vlog, uh, AEW wrestler Ethan Page doing his toy hunts, um, and uh, I think I got about 10 minutes left, and the YouTube player just um, closed, and I was back on the home screen, had to go back into YouTube, but remembered where I was, and started playing kind of straight away, but... Like I say, it's annoying at times. Hopefully there'll be some sort of update patch fix at some point that'll stop all these problems. I'd like to think so, but, 
you know, people, if you go online, people have been complaining about this operation, this uh, operating system for years. So, oh, wow. Uh-oh. so this is something you're just going to have to learn to adapt to, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the plus side is this TV will save me money, whether that's because I just don't watch it anymore because it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll save or, you because it's not letting you watch any programs. So you'll yeah. be saving on electric there. Or because uh, it's just so much cheaper to run than the plasma that it replaced. Yeah, plasmas are not the cheapest TVs to run, that's for sure. Not at all. So, well, I've been donating quite a bunch of my time to Amazon Prime over the past week. I have finished all, uh, I think it was like eight episodes of Reacher, the new TV series based on the Lee right. Child books. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of the Tom Cruise one, so I was a little bit apprehensive about, hang on a minute, somebody's going to take over. Are they going to be as good as Tom Cruise? Yes, all the Tom Cruise naysayers going, oh, of course he is, he's taller, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I get the height thing. And I was pleasantly surprised with the series. It's really good. It's very violent, so they've not toned it down to like a PG-13 or whatever. There are limbs getting snapped and, you know, harsh language and boobs and everything. So, yeah, it's <laughs> definite, definitely a good show. We hammered it. We thought it was going to be like 10 episodes. And it turns out it was like eight. So we're like, oh, we're finished. So we're now eagerly awaiting season two, which they have greenlit. So mm-hmm. I'll be able to watch it on my TV, hopefully. By the time it comes out, you'll be able to watch it on your TV too. Sounds good. Uh, also on Amazon Prime, I realised I hadn't seen the seventh and final season of Bosch, which is, I don't know if that's, that's a show you've seen before, but it's based on the Michael Connolly books. A bit of a theme here, actually, watching things based on novels. And uh, <laughs> yeah, season seven was the final season before it comes back as a spin-off with most of the main characters. So make it out what you will. A bit like The Walking Dead. It's finishing, but they're all coming back. What? <laughs> uh, thoroughly enjoyed season seven. Ten episodes, battered through it in like four days. And now I'm stuck. I don't know what to watch. I did sort of... Uh, I, want, I want to start and finish Gotham. Okay. But that's like a hundred and something episodes. So I'm like, do I really want to? And I've seen the first two seasons already, but I can't remember them. So I'm going to have to start from scratch. I also want to start watching Wentworth, the prison drama. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've just not started that. And then I finally thought, right, well, I've seen the first season of Ozark on Netflix. And it was really, really good. So I thought I'm going to put season two on. I'm I'm up to date with that because season four is just started, so that's how far behind <laughs> I am. Uh, so I put on season two. I had no clue who half the people were. Somebody was being buried in a ditch. I don't know who they were, how they died. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go back and start watching Ozark from the beginning. It's only mm-hmm. ten episodes, so I've started from scratch, and I'm just going to work my way right through the uh, right through the run of that. Because uh, they've got the final, I think it's the final season. They're, Netflix is starting to do this split season thing more. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it with Ozark. But it's not like The Walking Dead where they go, hey, it's one season split over two years with double the amount of episodes. They, with the Stranger Things one, we get the first half of the season four in May. And then we get the second half in July. So that's not that bad. And no. I think Ozark are probably doing a similar thing where it's a case of you get a bunch here and then later on. Better Call Saul, I think. Did they do it or did they do it week to week? You're, you're um, the Saul expert, aren't you? Well, I am from the point that I just binged it all <laughs> in about a month. Um, so I wasn't yeah. actually watching them as it was released. Um, I and uh, I I don't know when the new season's coming out. but They, they did finish filming it last week, I believe, because Bob Odenkirk was on a bunch of podcasts 
talking. I think they've just wrapped the final season. So that should be on within a couple of months because obviously they could do all the post-production whilst these new episodes are on, can't they? Yeah. So, uh, and that will be great because then I can move on to uh, watching Breaking Bad, yes, which I'm like, I, I, desperate to watch. And you know what will happen? Um, I, Breaking Bad has been sitting there on my streaming channels free of charge. And what will happen is Better Call Saul, the last season will come on. I'll watch it so I can move on to Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad will be taken off and I'll have to pay it for it. It will. Just go out and buy a Blu-ray. That's what you got to do. <laughs> buy a Blu-ray player. Um, but yeah, what will be weird for you when you're watching Breaking Bad is obviously Bob Odenkirk, who plays Saul, he's older in this prequel to Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. So that'll be like, hang on a minute, that's messing with my head. <laughs> this, this was done like, this is 10 years after whatever Better Call Saul, but he looks younger. So who knows? Um, I've been jumping onto the free streaming platforms as well. ITV Player, I'm up to date with Trigger Point, which is good. I'm enjoying it now. It's no longer just a Line of Duty ripoff starring Vicky McClure, who was also in Line of Duty. It's actually quite a good little thriller about bomb experts and you know people running around planting bombs in mosques and you know office buildings and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with regular TV shows. Um, I'm trying to. Think. I think that's probably all the TV I've watched. I think, which is not bad because I finished two full seasons of something. Mm. So I'm doing. That's our, very good. It's not as impressive as you watched the entire run of Young Sheldon. Yeah, but they're they're not huge episodes, are they? No, like twenty minutes, aren't they? Yeah. That's. I mean, the reason I skipped the theme song is because usually when I watch that show, it's half two in the morning mm-hmm. because I've got my half hour lunch. Yeah, uh, when I'm when I'm at my nasty job, but more about that in the life the life section, and so <laughs> obviously I don't want to watch something that is bang on half an hour because I've got to get the very long distance from downstairs to upstairs, and logged back onto my computer. So I'm like, I'll save any amount of seconds, yeah. where possible. So uh, that's enough TV movies. Have you watched lots of movies? And uh, no, you can't. Have. You can't count four or five episodes of Young Sheldon as a movie. <laughs> no, but I have uh, I have one that goes one step further and better than <laughs> Young Sheldon that I can class as a movie. Okay, go on. Um, I uh, this is a Netflix thing, by the way. I um, I booted up Netflix the other day, and um, on my screen was presented um, this World War Two movie um, about how the Nazis um, kind of went and. Uh, tried to eradicate people with disabilities okay something that i haven't seen any films about i haven't actually um read much about so i thought you know this is a a great way to kind of um get kind of a a, another aspect of world war ii that that i didn't know much about so um i started the movie excited you know netflix has just recommended this to me um and you know it's it's my kind of genre so off we go and um probably two three minutes into uh into the movie i decided yeah i can tell this is going to be a good film i'm gonna love it and uh then at four and a half minutes the credits (laughs) rolled what okay yeah netflix had uh had put a short film on there (laughs) Did they advertise it as a short film, or was it just like it's no, it, a it, film? It, 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 yeah, it, it was just like here, have this film, um, and uh, it was quite shocking because 
although although it was classed as a short film i'm i'm telling you now after that four and a half minutes it could have easily gone into a feature length film and just carried on it wasn't like it spanned any kind of great amount of time it was literally um kind of um you know a few minutes of the the start of a film it is it's almost like netflix said you know what this sounds good we're going to go with this feature length film so uh uh, you know, we'll give you some money to start off with, and then uh, then they found out that um, actually um, we're not doing too well on subscriptions, so we'll just cut it there. We'll just hand over what you've got. Four and a half minutes, that's fine. That's, I would not be happy with that, because that, that counts as a view, doesn't it? So Netflix would be yeah. like, yay, eight million people watch this short film. Nothing wrong with short films, but I like to know that I'm going to watch a short film, yeah, not a feature film. <laughs> And and like I said, the fact that I really was enjoying it in those first four and a half minutes really kind of meant that that I was let down at the end. And were you watching it on your projector and stuff? No, it was just on the TV, but um, but still, very disappointed. Although the 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 short film itself um, called "Forgive Us Our Trespasses." Yeah. was very good although to me it really was the intro to a film yeah and maybe it will be maybe that maybe. was a tester for them to see how many people say what you just did yeah so at least on shudder they they have short films but they tell you that their short films are their own little section so you yeah. know that you're going to watch something that's like five minutes long like and obviously if i'd have um really kind of looked at all the information that that netflix displays on the screen they do display the the runtime it's not something i usually look at especially seeing as i try and quickly read the blurb before they start playing it automatically yeah um so so yeah i mean if you'd have read the blurb it would have taken you longer to do that than probably watch the film (laughs) maybe (laughs) that would be a weird one wouldn't it Mm mm-hmm Wow. Okay. Anything else? Anything slightly yeah. longer than that one? Um, I watched. Uh, Netflix has done well out of me this uh, this week. S- same, so same here. Did uh, well out of me last night. I watched uh, a movie documentary um, called The Tinder Swindler. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, you've probably seen the uh, the promo for it on Netflix. They've been yeah. ramming it down people's um, throats, um, but. I'm really interested in anything that kind of um, it kind of is around the social media um, or the technology kind of space. And um, this is about um, a guy who posed as this kind of diamond um, kind of uh, extraordinaire, owned his own diamond mines, um, you know, had private jets, limousines, chauffeurs, security guards, and um, he would meet these uh, women on Tinder and suck them in. They would think this kind of multimillionaire has fallen for them and in the end would take them for everything they have and more because he would um, kind of convince them to get loans well, and everything yeah. to, to pass over the money and and how the guy was doing it was 
the 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 person he just swindled, he was using their money to con the next person. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. But like the the life he he led was was so extravagant. Um, he'd walk into rest like take these uh, women on on dates to a restaurant, for example. They'd walk into the restaurant, and he would just tell them to um, bring one of everything on the menu. Nice. It just yep. just <laughs> complete over the top kind of make you sick how much this this person kind of was living on um but really interesting story i find it fascinating how some people get conned mm-hmm. i mean obviously it's not like oh look they got conned this is great it's bad when somebody gets conned but it's just like you you look at these things through your own brains and you're like well i'd mm-hmm. never fall for that and i'm pretty sure you're the same you're like i wouldn't but who knows how many times we've been conned in our life. Well, I, I I completely agree with what you're saying. However, when you look at how the guy did it, yeah, I can see why these people were conned because the the whole kind of elaborate act um, is is made possible by the fact that whilst you were initially dating him, you are kind of leading this out of this world experience you know he's literally got you on private jets and is flying you to different countries he's taking you and giving you these elaborate experiences he's meeting you and staying at with you five-star hotels and then it's a very clever trigger to get you to hand over your money for him and you in in their eyes it's just like it's it's fine. We're we're dating. You know what I mean. And he's gonna give me that money back. Yeah, I'm I'm still of the mentality. Where I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's and I'm sure it's like when anybody ever phones you up, they're like, hey, I'd like to give you some money. No, thank you. I've yeah. had it before where they phone up and clearly the the people calling. Oh, we'd like to give you this. No, I'm all right. Thanks. Don't you want free money? Nope. Oh, you could just hear the puzzlement. It's like there's, there's no such thing as a free lunch generally. Yeah, I tend to follow that. Nobody's ever just run out and given me cash. But so you recommend you would recommend watching it though? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it you know the the whole kind of, like I say the fact that it's kind of um, done through technology to start with Tinder. Um, you know, fascinates me the same as when I've watched these documentaries where um, people have uh, pretended to be influencers and then become influencers just because they pretended to be an influencer. Yes. It's, you know, I I really kind of find them fascinating on how these people do it. So, um, yeah, I was uh, really kind of into that and uh, would, would quite happily have watched even more if there was more. Because how many episodes is it? Is it like six? It's one. It's like a feature-length oh, movie, All right, but okay. a documentary. All right, okay. Because I thought it was one of these limited series or something like that. Nope. Good. So it was. It was nice. It was. I bet it was nice to watch something over four or five minutes long, though, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> Should get into that bit. That. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you watched then? Um, I I remembered um, you. Uh, speaking about um, watching um, the second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel movie. Yeah. I'd never seen either, so um, I saw that Netflix had uh, the Best Exotic Marigold Ho- 
Marigold Hotel and decided to watch it. Um, it's something that I'd seen before, but kind of skipped over, not quite realizing what it was. You know, it was just like some hotel thing. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And, and actually, um, as soon as I'd finished watching it, I went to see if I could find uh, the second one free of charge to watch on one of the platforms and uh, unfortunately failed. I'm sure it will pop up. Yeah. But as I said to you about the second one, it's like, I think storyline for the second one, you don't watch the second one for the storyline. You watch it for the characters. Mm-hmm. You watch it for the how beautiful the film looks because, you know, it's, it's cheaper than going on holiday, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I think that's the thing. I, I watched the first one and at the end of the first one, I wanted to see an um, you know, in my mind, it's like, okay, I know there's a second one. Stuart's talked about it. Hopefully, this is what the hotel has turned into six months, 12 months down the line. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that I, I've already kind of started building the second film in my head, no. which could be a great thing or a terrible think, thing. Think about the title. The title is called The Second Best Exotic uh, Marigold Hotel. Okay, I can see where it's going already. So there you go. So that is the title. Yeah, because I had no clue what the second one. I'm like, oh well, I'm just going to hang out with these people again. But uh, and it was good. But it's yeah. Don't don't build up a plot line mm-hmm. in your head because uh, there wasn't really much of a plot line. No. It's just nice to hang around with all those people again. And I had to say, you know, watching that, I thought, you know, I could think of worse place, worse things to do. You know, when yeah. I retire, and um, you know, I like a good curry. I could think of worse things to do now. Just sign me up and get me oh, out yeah. of this UK fucking madhouse. So, uh, <laughs> we're not onto the life. We're not onto the life yet. one, but it will it will drip <laughs> it drip into it now and again. So what else do you watch movie wise? Um, I watched. Uh, I then went over to Disney Plus and watched a movie uh, with Addy called We Bought a Zoo. Oh God, is this your first viewing? It is. Oh, I love this film. I it really is. do really really good we both really enjoyed it yeah um it's a fantastic family film it's um kind of you know uh, a feel-good film as people who listen regularly know both me and you are animal lovers and this movie centers around um kind of this recently widowed father of of two children who decides um he he wants to kind of refresh his surroundings for for his own sake and also that that of his children um he falls in love with a certain house the caveat being that you inherit a zoo with the house and have to kind of keep the animals keep the the staff and this guy kind of really does jump into it and when you watch it he cares about the animals as well so that the kind of love that this guy has for it for the animals and and wanting to do nice things like make the bear enclosure larger and 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 everything kind of really resonates with me being uh, an animal lover and i'm sure with yourself uh when you watched it too and uh, yeah i thought it was a great movie I think if ever you need a film that cheers you up, I think you've yeah. got you got and or inspires you to get off your arse and do something. Mm-hmm. I think you've got Jerry Maguire. Oh which yeah, is a great example of that. 
and uh, we bought a zoo, which, funnily enough, are both Cameron Crowe films, so the same director. Uh-huh. But, but uh, no, I look. We bought a zoo takes a lot of hammering. There's a lot of people that think it's really crap, <laughs> um, <What>? but I <laughs> absolutely love that film because it's. I love these films where somebody is taken out of a situation and they're like do something different and it works mm-hmm. for them spoiler yeah you know it's called we bought a zoo so clearly they end up with a zoo but uh but no i love it i think it's great good choice mm-hmm. uh i also then moved back to netflix and watched tall girl Two. um it's another movie that me and addy watched together we watched the original tall girl when that first came out together um, so seeing the second one pop up uh, after enjoying the first one so much, we decided to to delve in and see uh, what that was uh, about. And actually, uh, it it's a really nice sequel because I don't know if you've seen the first one. I have not. I'm, I was just about to ask if she's got any taller. That's about how much I know. <laughs> uh, she looks about the same size uh, on the TV screen. Okay. Um, but... The, the first one uh, centers around tall girl being um, kind of the the person who is picked on for being different in school, who's bullied and kind of um, goes on to overcome that. In the second film, she goes from being kind of the outcast to um, a lot more popular. Um, and kind of loved by uh, the other students. So there's kind of a a complete role reversal, which is really nice. Um, And, uh, you know, we we both thought that, again, it was a a really good film. Okay. And is Tall Girl 1 available on Netflix? I believe it is. You would hope so. (laughs) Not like Amazon Prime, where you can watch it chapter 2, but not the first one. Yeah, you have to buy the first one. Stupid idea. And then the last movie I watched uh, this week is uh, another Netflix title called The Kill Team. Okay. Yep. Not so. Um, okay. So it's um, uh, it's one of their new movies, and uh, it's a true story of um, U.S. Um, soldiers uh, in Afghanistan who, um, when uh, their kind of unit commander is replaced um, because um, the the first one loses his life. Um, they are kind of led um, on a path that that isn't correct and, and isn't right, um, with kind of um, kind of abuse and, and killings that that shouldn't happen. Um, and, uh, it it follows kind of that story that, that actually was, was quite big in the news when it happened, uh, in, in real life. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie and, um, you feel sorry for, um, kind of the, the kind of the, the people who were drawn into it, who, don't want to be in it right yeah um i can't really say any more because you don't it, spoil it, it. <laughs> yeah um but you know if if you're into um kind of your your real life um kind of stories then the kill team's definitely one i'd recommend i am 
you sort of uh, by you rewatching Black Hawk, not rewatching. You watched Black Hawk Down the other week. Mm-hmm. I decided right, I've not seen it for a while, so I'm going to rewatch it. And damn, that's a good fucking movie that one. <laughs> it so, is. so much so, I mean, I knew I loved it, but it was just like watching it again, looking at the cast. You've got the young Tom Hardy in there, Orlando Bloom, Eric Banner, Ewan McGregor, Jason Isaacs. It's like everybody's in there. The film looks amazing. The story is scary as hell. Um, and it's true, and that actually bumped out one of my films from the top 100 and just leapt into my my top 100 films of all time, my favourite 100 (laughs) films of all time. But I've seen that loads of times over the years, and it's still just, it's amazing. It's such Mm -hmm. a good film. But, uh, you know, other than Ewan McGregor's American accent, which is a little bit odd because we're so familiar (laughs) with Ewan not being American. But other than that, I think the film's amazing so that is on netflix it's uh, it's weird it's like it's on netflix but i've got the i've got a triple dvd set in the other room but it's got a two and a half hour making of which i'm going to dig out at some point and rewatch that but uh but i'm not nope i don't need to go get a disc i will just watch it on a streamer mm-hmm. so i did so i rewatched black hawk down and i've been back to a cinema Ooh, how did that we, we go? Did that. There was, I think, maybe seven people in the screening, so it was pretty good because we went to see Death on the Nile. So the night before, we rewatched on the projector Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. which we'd both seen before, but we thought, well, it's been like four years or something since we watched it, so we got a bit of a refresher. Uh, went into the cinema, walked up to the desk. Where do you want to sit? Anywhere where there's no people. The person behind the desk chuckled. I'm like, not even kidding, just put, us away, put, put me away from people. So we sat sort of middle-middle. We're like, we'll have the premium yep. seats because less people are going to go for those. There was only about seven people in the cinema anyway. Mm. Uh, it's kind of weird how loud a cinema is when you've not been in there for two years. Mm. It was very loud, <laughs> and we sort of got used to it, but it, the film itself was great. It's, so even though there was there was kind of only a seven odd people in there yeah. this was all allocated seating was it you were yeah, told it was where to sit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was allocated so they'd spaced everybody out so yeah. i think the person closest to us was probably well we had the whole row to ourselves so nobody else went for premium seating and uh i think the closest person was probably 15 20 seats away from us oh great um, and it wasn't like one of the huge auditoriums but it wasn't like a tiny one either Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the film came on and everybody shut up and everybody behaved and and it was good. It was uh, it was very weird. I'm not a fan of going into Manchester because it's very crowded and a lot, a lot of people wear masks. But we don't have to now because, you know, COVID's over, in it? Or it will be from Friday. Um, but it was... I liked going back to cinema, but it's... You know, I don't feel the need to rush back out to see every single film. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. I'll still watch the majority of mine, but because it was a special film and, and it is a big Agatha Christie fan, we thought, nope, let's go to it. We knew it was going to be quiet because Uncharted had opened that day. Uh, so a lot of people would be going to watch that. We went to see it at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Not a lot of people would probably go then, and we were right. So we, we had some food beforehand, and uh, and then we just we came home. So. Great. It was good. That's my first time in the cinema since I watched 1917 back in January 2020. Did you get a good deal on the uh, on the tickets? Because uh, I know a lot of cinemas are doing deals at the moment to get people back in, or were these kind of full-priced, um, ouch, that just cost us a no, lot of money? They were, the standard tickets were £4.99 each. 
That's not too bad. But because we went, give us the premium seats. And to be fair, the premium seats were crap. I had no leg room whatsoever. It was like, it's wow. great, great sideways because there was nobody else on the roll. But front and back, I had my legs sort of bent around. Um, you know, now we know what Pixie not feels like because that was pretty much me. And I think they were only about seven quid. Mm-hmm. So I remember cinema tickets being like 10 quid or whatever, yeah. something before that. So it sounds like they have reduced the cost quite a lot. And we got our concessions and, you know, I think, you know, we got a slushy each and just took a drink in. And mm-hmm. and it's uh, and all the film itself is really good. So Great. Uh, hopefully Kenneth Branagh will do yet another Agatha Christie <laughs> adaptation. But, uh, but yeah, it was good. So I've watched that. Uh, Netflix last night we sat down and we watched the new Netflix movie of the week The Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, Is that a movie or is that a TV it's a series? Movie. It's a movie that just dropped on Netflix this week uh, I've seen it, I've added it to my watch list but I haven't actually uh, looked into it yet It's. I mean I love the original one the original 1974 one you, I haven't seen it You're never going. You don't really need to watch, to do that to watch this new one. You'd be fine. Yeah. You're pretty much familiar with who Leatherface is, aren't you? He's yes. A, he's a Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees type character mm-hmm. that likes to run around with a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, th- there you go. You're pretty much all all caught up on that. <laughs> the original one is an absolute classic. It is a creepy, low budget, gritty, sweaty looking film, and it's it's got very little blood in it. Has the 1974 version and doesn't need it. It's a bit like Reservoir Dogs being like, oh, God, you see that bit when he cut his ear off? You know, you didn't really see that. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre makes you think you've seen things that you haven't. Yeah. So this new one is, it's it's sort of erased all the other sequels. It's kind of like a Halloween film has done. So Mm -hmm. it's a case of you've got the original 74 Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, and now you've got this 2022 Texas Chainsaw. All the other ones in between don't exist. So you don't have to worry about any of those and to be fair you don't have to worry about them anyway because most of them are not very good this new one 82 minutes long so it's a pretty good nice running time it Mm -hmm. is the most violent film that i have seen for a long time (laughs) i'm not saying it's the most violent film i've ever seen Mm because Stu miller would be like oh no what this and he would come up with about 15 different examples of what's more violent but uh even Stu miller liked it i was quite shocked Wow. I was quite shocked. He was quite impressed with it. But it is it is very violent. But it's it's a lot of fun. But uh-huh. you look online and it's massively divisive. You've got people who are like, it's terrible, it's crap. And then you've got other people who are like, it's amazing, it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm I'm more leaning towards that. It's never gonna beat the classic. The original. Yeah. Never gonna happen. Um but it is easily the best of the sequels. And it is just stupidly violent, so I would I would recommend watching it. It is very good. Great. So, uh, what, what else did I watch? So we're we're working our way through the Bourne trilogy because mm-hmm. I picked up on Blu-ray all five Bourne movies. So I'll probably talk about those once I finish watching number three. But we've sat and rewatched number one and number two. So number three is actually my favourite one. So I'm, I'm looking okay. forward to getting to that again. We sat watch Battle Royale 2 Revenge on Ooh. Blu-ray, which is now on Shudder. So if you sign up for a free Shudder trial, you can watch Battle Royale and Battle Royale 2. Mm-hmm. And it is thankfully the full version of Battle Royale 2. Uh, Battle Royale, obviously you've seen, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Battle Royale 2, more like Saving Private Ryan. Okay. 
so it's it slightly changes the shift in tone, but still fits into that battle royale world. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it is very good, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get a battle royale three. So I think at some point we'll get a battle royale American remake, even though the Hunger Games already did on it. Yeah, um, but I suspect that'll probably happen at some point. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd mentioned Lord of the Flies. That is also a film that we watched last night because I was chatting to Annette and. Um, she said she'd never seen it. She'd, she'd read the book, but she'd never seen a movie version of Lord of the Flies. So I went onto Amazon. I think it cost me like £5.99, so it's quite expensive for a... I'm just going to watch it once, but it's actually a purchase. So I now own the digital copy of that. Woohoo! I'm probably going to watch that once or twice more in my life, and then that's it. But it was good. We sat and watched it on the projector. And uh, if you, know, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Lord of the Flies. Yes. Yes. Have you seen any of the films? I think there's two of them, isn't there, I think? Yeah, I've seen the first one. Black and white one or colour one? Black and white. Mm-hmm. That's the one I have not seen. Ah. Uh-huh. So, there you go. And I think that's pretty much it, all four movies for now. But what, I, what I've got here, Rob, is... And I'm not going to give you a story for each one of these because it would take about five hours. But I was sitting down with a notepad uh, probably like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I was right. I'm going to write down ten films that are pretty good on each streaming platform that I've got. Okay. Now the one where I'm struggling is Disney Plus, and then people see how yeah, they got all the Star Wars films. I'm like, yeah, but they're they're not original films. Everybody's heard of them, so I haven't really got a list of ten really good films on Disney Plus. Even though there are lots of good films on Disney Plus, I haven't bothered with that. So this is probably some part of the podcast you'll want to play back at some point, Rob. And uh, Mm -hmm. everybody get a pen and pencil ready or whatever because I've got to tear through these really, really fast. So which one do you want first, Rob? Shudder, Amazon Prime, or Netflix? I'm going to say Shudder. You just want that out of the way because you can go to sleep for a couple of minutes, can't you? you No, I'm thinking if I am going to sign up for a free trial, then uh, I want to know what i'm going to be expecting okay well these are only titles that i'm going to read out i'm not going to give you any storyline so it's like if you've got any of these platforms then remember the title go search for it add it to your list you don't need to research it just watch it because these are all the cream of the crop uh recommendations so shudder lake mungo the children the woman old boy host let the right one in revenge it stains the sands red. That's definitely one you'd like, Rob. And I will tell you about that one. It, it's a zombie apocalypse one. Oh, and it's, I'm in. It's a woman that escapes. Uh, she, I think it's Las Vegas, I think. So it's definitely Nevada desert. And mm-hmm. she she ends up having a zombie following her across the desert, just walking like two <laughs> and three feet. So she has it as like a pet. Such a good film. Uh, Mayhem and Nightmare Cinema. So that's your mm. shudder ones. Now, this is where we get onto the platforms that you've probably seen some of these from. So let me mm-hmm. know if you've seen any of these. So Amazon Prime, 7500, Greenland, Britney mm-hmm. Runs a Marathon, The Lie, I Care A Lot, Compliance, Chef, Escape from Pretoria, Wrath of Man, and Cop Shop. I know you. I know you've seen some of those. Yeah, I think I've seen about half of those. Mm-hmm. So all of those, I would give like, you know, a gold yeah, badge of approval. They are cracking films. And then finally on Netflix, we have The Five Bloods, The Fundamentals of Caring, 
I don't feel at home in this world anymore. If you've not seen that one, please watch that. It's fucking amazing. Beasts of No Nation, Trial of the Chicago 7, Dolomite Is My Name, The Irishman, The Guilty, Wheelman, and one of our favourites, Rob, Kidnap. So Very those, good. those are 10 films from each of those platforms. I will probably do the Disney Plus one at some point, but I didn't want to go right down like, oh, Stakeout, oh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Tournament Hooch, because they're all films that were like video store movies, weren't they? You mm-hmm. could just watch them anytime or on TV at Christmas, whereas yeah. the ones on Prime and Netflix and, and Shudder to a certain extent are not really films that a lot of people will have on DVD on their in their collections or whatever, so I'm... I'm that's what makes Disney Plus so difficult. Because mm. Disney, I think, focus more on the TV side of things, don't they? You know, yeah. your, your Marvels and your, your Book of Mandalorian and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, have people calmed down on the Book of Boba Fett now or are they still mad about it? I don't know. I, I've read kind of conflicting reviews online now. Um, you know, you've got kind of one side that says it's great and then you've got this kind of other side that that like you say thinks it's absolutely terrible um it's um you know boring it's uh you know it it's you know adds nothing to the oh, it yeah exactly that sort yeah. of that sort of <laughs> that sums it up i think yeah it's just like get a grip for christ does every series have to be absolutely amazing no. <laughs> Have they seen the prequels? Attack of the Clones is awful. What well, I thought, <laughs> you know, the, the the criticism of of it as well says that, you know, that the last episode just just wasn't a good a good kind of um finishing episode, you know, it was um, you know, tame and there wasn't much going on, I'm thinking. I loved it. Yeah, you know, I suppose there wasn't a lot going on if you exclude exclude the uh you know, Boba Fett riding around on a rancor, massive laser battles, <laughs> explosions, droids, and spaceship. Also, yes, yeah, so you take all that out of the equation. And the not, Wookiee. And the Wookiee. I, I thought, don't, don't kill him. He's really, I, was, I, I was a little bit concerned <laughs> that he wasn't going to make it. But, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and they do they do make good, valid points about some of it, where and it might have been the Stage 16 podcast, so hi, Sean. Um, where he's talking about the character of Boba Fett not really being that interesting anyway. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't necessarily just mean in the show. It's just like people loved Boba Fett in the original movies because he was so mysterious and he didn't know who he was. Now and you find out who he is, you're like, okay, what, what did they expect him to be? But we, we, but And I suppose that's fair enough because when you look at the uh, the original trilogy... Boba Fett was just supposed to be really a background character. <laughs> he wasn't for some people. Yeah. For some reason, he just people just took off and like, oh my god, he's amazing. Well, he doesn't do anything. He's in it for like what five minutes in in the yeah. film two <laughs> and three. But and then I don't know. I think I think origin stories or delving into some characters more than you should is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. Well, for those who don't like it, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming soon. That's supposed to be really good, actually. I mean, I've been here. John Williams is coming back to do some of the theme song, so that's it's it's, nice that uh, he's found some time. You've got Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Ewan McGregor's back. Hayden Christensen's back again. 
Mm. Uh, will we get Grogu in there somehow? Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be like two episodes in and the Mandalorian will show up and then everybody will be like, yay. And then Boba uh, Fett will be um, in, his, in his little pods uh, of water um, becoming healthy again. Yeah, back to tank. That's, yeah. That is like a complaint for the book of Boba Fett. It's like how many hours of that show did he spend in a back to tank? Every time he got punched, he ended up going... Back into a back to town, but to be fair, he's in his sixties. So I was going to say he's not the youngest anymore. No, so he's like sixty-five or something. Tomorrow morning, but but I enjoyed it. I I did like it. So, mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and that was my little shout out for the stage sixteen podcast. They did have a really good discussion about streaming platforms on their latest episodes, and I think Americans get it worse because there's so there's so many more over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, and we get swamped with them over here anyway, but they've got all like HBO Max and Peacock and Hulu, and we're not of none of that faff over here. So I, I feel worse am, for them. Am I right in saying, and I might be wrong, that if you have a cable package over there, though, you can add them as like add ons so it doesn't cost you? It's not like, you know, I, I'm going to have to add this at, you know, £10 a month and this at seven pound a month aren't they able to go right well i want this add-on package which gives me peacock hulu and you would hope so a bit like sky yeah rip you off over here for that (laughs) but it's just you know i remember people having cable and it was so expensive Mm -hmm. and then the streamers came out and it's like brilliant we're going to save money not anymore because people are going to end up paying and they do go into this in the stage 16 podcast as well it's like you're going to end up just i think the phrase they use was pricing yourself out Mm. Um, and I know we've talked about that before where people are like yeah but it's only 6 and you get this and it's like yeah but it's still 6 how many 6 have I got to be able to spend on TV it's mm. it's you know I'm starting to cut mine down now I've dumped Apple mm-hmm. um, I think with Disney Plus I'll probably jump in and out of it uh, I've bailed out of Pam and Tommy I might add I've just stopped not because the show's terrible it just kind of annoys me that Pamela Anderson is against the show and not happy with it. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about watching that show if I know somebody out there is sort of being a bit tormented. Not that she knows who I am. So, you know, um, so I've checked out of that. Boba Fett's finished. I'll probably maybe check out of it and then come back when Book of Obi-Wan has finished. Wait wait till it's done all its episodes and then just jump in for a month, batter it all, and then jump out again. Because there's a few that's like... uh, I don't watch too much on Disney Plus. I don't watch anything on Apple. That's why I got rid of it. So, are you are you ever tempted to get rid of any, or, or have you got them down to the the wire where you've just got the ones that you need and just got the ones that you watch? Um, I think Amazon Prime's in a in a kind of great position because it's there along with your next day delivery on your. Um, you kind of your Amazon orders um, and kind of comes with so many other things included. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of that because I like the fact that, you know, oh, I uh, need a new power supply for my computer that's just blown up. I can order it and it will be here tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I think Amazon's always going to be safe. Netflix, I can see being a casualty yeah. at some point because I like having access to it because, you know, like I say, you know, quite often I'll put on the Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, one of the Star Trek series, which, you know, they've got 
most of them. Yep. Um, for for kind of some background or just something that is familiar to to watch um, at night. However, when it comes to you know finding new stuff, you know I, I still struggle, uh, and I struggle with. Well, with most of the platforms, but like I say, Amazon's got the saving grace of being bundled with other things. Disney Plus, um, you are right. There, yeah. there isn't, you know, too much. I think that the struggle is that they they look for a lot of new content, obviously. Yeah, but also. They drop a lot of stuff as well, yeah, even they if do. they've had them. So, you, you know, you think of a great film that you watched in your childhood years, you, you know, and it can be really difficult to find it on anything that's, uh, you know, a streaming platform. The only way you can actually get it is either buying it on digital or having a Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, if there was a real extensive back catalogue, there may be the the fact that Disney is Disney and Star Wars and Marvel is a bit of a problem to me. One, because however much I like Star Wars, I was never the biggest fans of the films. Don't get me wrong, I've really loved The Mandalorian, I've really loved The Book of Boba Fett, so, um, so those are kind of breakout shows, but that you know, I'm never going to go back really and watch um, the, the Star Wars movies too many times. Um, again, the same with the Marvel stuff, you know, I enjoy it, but you know, I'll watch the movies as they come out new, so um, Shang-Chi, for example, and yeah. um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the new Spider-Man. Um, but, but uh, you know, there's not often I go, oh, you know what? Uh, I'll uh, I'll go back and uh, watch, I don't know, The Incredible Hulk or, yeah. or something like that. It's, it, and, and then the Disney movies, whilst... I do revisit them from time to time because, you know, fond memories of, you know, certain uh, Disney movies. I actually own most of them on uh, on DVD or Blu-ray. But you don't have a player. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it, it solves me having to buy a player, but obviously, um, you know, if I don't subscribe for 12 months, I can buy a player. Yeah, exactly. You don't subscribe for like three months because I think, you know, yeah. in, I think it's the US, isn't it? The Amazon are putting their price up. Mm. And I think that's what spurred me on to think, right, am I going to cut down streaming platforms at some point? I agree with you on Amazon, but I think the moment Amazon put their subscription up to over a tenner a month, I'm out and I will just jump back in for a month periodically and do mm. it that way because it's like, I don't watch, I know it's only a couple of movies, but you sort of touched upon some of the stuff you watched on the, the free ones. And it's like, we're never going to run out of things to watch. Yes, we're going to run out of things to watch that are brand new and people on film Twitter are talking about because mm-hmm. we always want to feel like we're up to date on stuff like that. But I'm never running. I've got a thousand DVDs in the other room. I barely watch any of them. Yeah. So, you know, if the internet ever goes out, I'm all right. I'm covered because I have about three different Blu-ray players. So, you know, you can borrow one of mine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Disney Plus is great for the classic movies. 
But I don't go back and watch them. I don't say, oh, do you no. know what I want to watch? Oliver and Company. I'm going to go watch that right now. Never happens. Emperor's New Groove, great film. Never felt the need to go back and rewatch that on a streaming platform. Uh, I will watch the new season of The Walking Dead because mm-hmm. that starts pretty soon. I've jumped in and out of some episodes of 24, but I have that in the other room on DVD anyway. Uh, Pam and Tommy I was watching and the Star Wars stuff, like Mandalorian and, and whatnot. I've watched that, but I just think... It, <sighs> I don't know. I, I want to go back to the days when we just go to a video shop. I was chatting to Annette about this before. I said I missed the time when a film would be coming out and I would get very excited about it and I would go to the shop and I would buy it. I would take it home. I'd rip the cellophane off. I'd put it in the player and I would watch it. I can't mm-hmm. remember the last time I did that with a movie. Yeah. Uh, probably before the pandemic, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, and I missed that excitement. Yeah, I think I've I've had it a few times. Um, you know, Godzilla v Kong. Um, I I'd been waiting for 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 a long time, and as soon as that hit digital, obviously I went and rented it and um, put it on a projector and kind of in my twenty four hour rental period or whatever period they give you, I watched it twice. Um, but yeah, it's few and far between. Yeah. I just, I miss those sort of, I'm very nostalgic for those days when it, you know, I would uh, just have like a huge wall of movies and go, oh, I'm going to watch this. That's why I, I uh, sprung for the entire set of the Bourne movies. It's like, I want to watch them again. So mm-hmm. I, I bought it off Amazon. So it's like 15 quid for all five Blu-rays, which wasn't bad. It's pretty good, uh, a good deal, but... You know, as much as we love streaming, it kind of annoys me as well because it's mm. just it's just too much to watch, which is a weird complaint. I think, unfortunately, the whole world that we live in now wants a pay-per-month model yeah, on whatever it may be. So if you want to have access to the... Uh, Adobe um, kind of suite of products or just one of their products, it's a monthly cost. Yeah. Because you can't actually physically buy it anymore as a, you know, a a single um, piece of software. Then your streaming platforms, it's a monthly cost. And it's going to only get worse because obviously as they start phasing out things like Blu-ray and everything, then you've got no other choice. Yeah, that's why I'm hanging on to all my Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah. They are not going anywhere. But it's like even this week they they announced that Entertainment Weekly was stopping its physical production in the mm-hmm. states. That's another big, massive magazine gone down the plug hole. And just before this podcast, while you were trying to fix your computer, I have the latest issue of one of the major UK uh, magazines, and it's 120 pages, I think, give it to 121 pages, this issue, and 30, mm-hmm. 31, 32 pages of that are just crap. And by that, I mean adverts, that there's no, you, you know, there's, yeah. no, there's no content on there other than an advert and a front cover and a back cover or a full-size photograph of somebody that's been interviewed or whatever. It's over 30 pages. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember magazines used to be huge. Yeah. And these are still like six quid per issue so what i'm going to do is i'm going to buy the next issues of like several of the major movie magazines i'm just going to go through them and just count them because it's <laughs> like this certain one I've, I've been buying for ages 
but I'll tend to flick through it and go, yeah, right, done now. Because a lot of the stuff in it looks interesting, but I've not seen the film yet. So, you know, I'll catch up with that at some point when I've watched the film. And then it stays in a pile and doesn't get yep. read for 12 months. Mm. So the amount of money I'm spending on magazines is kind of stupid. Uh, but yeah, we, we do waste a lot of money, don't we? But the, yeah. the, it, it's going to reach kind of bursting point because, um, you know, they, they say that owning your own house might become kind of a dream for for a lot of people kind of moving forward so then there's your monthly rental on that do you, and then, do you think do you think so though because it's like i mean houses are getting more expensive that's a fact mm-hmm. but i once i did it the other month I, I looked at how looked at my online bank statement and mm-hmm. then added up how much money i spent on shit in in a month mm-hmm. and it was like three four hundred quid and I'm not talking, yeah. you know, obviously food you've got to buy, but it was a case of, well, takeaways, magazines, how much did I spend on Amazon? Let's t- To be fair, 90% of the stuff we buy on Amazon is things we'd, we want, not things we absolutely must have and need in order to... So, you know, and I'm guilty of that too. And it was just, you know, video games and rentals. And I spent a huge chunk of money, streaming platforms, all sorts. Mm-hmm. If you stopped spending all that crap for like two years... You could have a big fat deposit for a house, I think. You could, but then what? What are you doing? You know, for those two years, you are watching four uh, OD <laughs> and five OD and ITV player and BBC iPlayer, and you are reading all the news on internet websites rather than running out paying six quid for a magazine only to open it and find out all the news is out of date anyway because it's all changed. But then, <laughs> so then you're paying your broadband monthly. You are. Um, and, um, you know, everybody's going to have to get rid of these petrol and diesel cars and buy an electric car. But yep. the way cars are moving now, you don't really go and buy a car anymore. You lease one. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you lease it, so you pay for those monthly, and then you give yep. it back and you get a different car so you can carry on paying monthly. Just, and like I say, it's going to reach bursting point where because everything wants you to pay monthly, yeah, it but does. you've only got a certain amount of money to, to kind of... Yep dish out that's it. and if you break it down to just the streaming platforms maybe you have 30 quid a month spare that you can afford mm-hmm. to spend on streaming platforms which ones do you get which ones yeah. do you cut oh my god they've got this on that one so i need to get this one which one do i do you can only watch so many films in a week or a month i mean you obviously watch more because you watch four seasons of young sheldon but generally most people watch maybe like two three films a week why do you need four streaming platforms and i'm i'm in that boat as well but uh i think but we live in a crazy world the problem with people's lives as well people are very busy um me me included you know mm-hmm. i'll put my hand up to it so the idea of going well you know i'll remember at the end of this month to cancel this platform oh, yeah, I, never, and then, I don't remember either um <laughs> whereas if it could be automated which they'd never do obviously no. um then then it would be easier and i think that the best way of doing it if if you were really ruthless and you wanted to to save some money, you go right. I'm going to have one streaming platform at a time, yeah. um, which is a maximum of ten pounds a month or whatever. Yeah. And you literally go right. The platforms I am interested in are X, Y, and Z. Maybe you've got four. So how it will work is platform one, then platform two, three, four, yeah. and then back to one. Yep. 
don't exactly. kind of in in then literally stick to that schedule and then you know anything that you want to watch you'll just catch up on once uh, you get around uh, every kind of four months yeah exactly you just make a list you go right oh yeah. that's dropped onto disney it's things like obi-wan's dropping onto disney that's going to be week to week yeah. So you go, well, I'm going to skip it. I'm going to stay off social media fully because people will ruin it. Uh, I'll stay off for eight weeks. And then once that last episode drops on, I'll sign up for a month. And then I'll watch my Book of Boba Fett. I'll watch Pam and Tommy if you want to watch that. And I'll probably watch Boba Fett because, you know, missed all that. I'll watch it all. Watch it all in a month. Dump mm-hmm. it. Go on to That's the smart way to do. But you and I are both, and most people are, that it's only seven quid, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it'll do uh, I can afford that it's only like a half a takeaway or whatever I, I'm guilty of that one but it's uh, I'm trying to get all my bills clear so I owe none and I can actually start saving up I, I opened uh, it's not even an online bank account I opened the bank account online but it's an actual in-branch bank account if that makes sense mm-hmm. with a totally different bank that I'm in now so that I can just transfer little bits of money into it and not see that I've got it there, so yep. that I don't transfer it back in and go, oh, I can buy something. Oh, look, there's some new signed books available. And I did that whilst I, whilst I was at work this week. I'm like, there's got to be one of the major banks that will let me open a bank up that just doesn't give me online access to it. And I found one, and they sent me through the little card, and I've transferred five pounds into it just to make sure it works. And then next time I'm out and about, I'll put the card in the hole in the wall and hopefully there'll be a fiver in there and then I could just start saving money up and then I can mm-hmm. buy a big fat house. Because um, work is, this is onto the life section now, work is driving me up the wall because we are now getting the, oh, I'm going to try and get everybody back in the office every two weeks now. Which Ugh. to me was like the trigger. It's like, mm-hmm. right, I'm seriously getting hacked off with this stuff now. Because Ben Abel will be like nodding his head off now. We we were told if you don't hit a certain amount of numbers, you know, on your work thing, then you'll be back in the office. Well, guess what? Been hitting those, and now it's still oh, looking like we're going to get everybody back in the office every two weeks. And you know where it's headed with all the bullshit about oh, the pandemic's over, yay, Boris won. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck you, Boris. Uh, with the, you know, we've won. Blah blah blah. You just know what's happening. Oh, let's come in for this full week. Let's come in for that full. And it's like, do you know what? I'm kind of done with hanging out with people that I don't mm-hmm. want to hang out with. Don't mean you, Abel. I quite like hanging out with you. But just a lot of the other ones, it's like I'm just, I'm so done with it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure without confirming or denying, you know exactly where I'm coming from, Rob. I do. And I <laughs> yeah. think, I think one thing that these companies don't realise is that if it wasn't for people willing to work from home, yeah. they wouldn't still be in business during kind of the last couple of years. No, they wouldn't. You kind of did that for them. And the, there are people who don't like working from home. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and there's, uh, there's uh, the same on my team. There's, yeah. there's a whole bunch who are like, yeah, we can't wait to go in the office. I'm like, well, that's nice for you. Yeah. That's and, fine. And so by, you know kind of doing what you could you know working from home getting your your environment for working set up yeah um because i'm sure you weren't handed lots of money to do that nothing at all i spent exactly short of a thousand pounds set in my you know over two years you know Mm -hmm. buying new keyboards and no keyboards don't cost a thousand quid but you know buying several keyboards to make sure you get the right one Bigger monitors, well, I need two monitors. I need a new chair and, and all that sort of stuff. 
but yeah. Tough. So, kind of, you did everything you could, and you kept up um, and helped that company out. To me, if when when it comes to the point where you can move back to the office, if there are people who don't want to, yeah, I can't see why the company can't say, you know what, you helped us out. Yeah. You know, you've been able to work from home perfectly fine. And I, th- I think I think that's the difference. Targets. That's the difference, isn't it? It's like yeah. um, I had a conversation with somebody senior the other day. I'm not telling you who it is because Abel's listening. Um, but I had a conversation with somebody senior the other day bringing up this sort of grievancy type thing. And I said, look, I understand if I'm at home and I'm not able to do my job, mm-hmm. 100% understand why we would be back into the office. But I am doing my job, as are other people. Yeah. And yet we're still being threatened with this office thing. And I say threatened because that's exactly what it is. If you don't do this, you will be back in the office. That's mm-hmm. a threat. Yeah. But then to, to hit those numbers and then just be blatantly told, I want to get everybody back in the office every two weeks. It's no, A, there's no reason to get everybody back in the office for two weeks. And if they want to go back in, like you said, people, some people do. That's fine. They can do it, but why penalise those that don't? Yeah. Um, and the sort of every two weeks, I was in the office last week for a day, and I'm back in the office for the fourth shift this week. That ain't every two weeks. That is twice in a week. So already yeah. they're breaking their so-called uh, whatever it is. I'm not going to say promise because it wasn't anything. But So I'm just going to be in a super grumpy mood. <laughs> the end. But this week it was the third shift. Yeah. So we'd done one, you know, two shifts at home, third shift in the office, which was adds an extra four hours time onto my day, weirdly enough, because normally I start work at eight o'clock, but I had to leave the house at six o'clock to guarantee that I was there for eight. And then when I finished at seven the morning after, I didn't get in till a couple of minutes past nine because some of the buses weren't running. So that was four hours in a single shift. That yeah. is exhausting in a third shift. And yeah. then to to have less sleep that day and then go back into work for the fourth shift i was knackered on some of my days off still am Mm. so we've got a whole farce this week but i have a couple of things up my sleeve um because me being me i do like to stir shit now and again so i do i do have something planned for for this (laughs) thing but uh but i'm just i really want to work out i was having this conversation with the person who i can't name and i was saying i just can't work out what to do next I know that I'm going to leave. Not 100% sure when yet, I, but I just do not know what I'm going to do next. And that's the hard part, as I'm sure you know. So like if somebody yeah. gives you a choice saying, do you want this or do you want that? You go, I'll, I'll do that one, please, because you know what you're looking at. But if you don't know what the choices are, that's really difficult. That's the position I'm in at the minute. It's like I just do not know what to do next. Mm. So, yeah, my poor old brain's been, like, fried over the past few days. So... You know, there you go. <laughs> that's my that's my rant. This is therapy. Never mind a podcast. You don't come here to listen to about movies. You come here to listen to to me rant <laughs> about how my job does my head in. But, uh, but yeah, one of my things was the bank account. Uh, one of my other things was paying some bills off that I owed, which will mm-hmm. then free up some money each month to then put into said bank account. So those are ongoing. Uh, I've got a p- copy of my CV printed out, which I need to go through. I don't know. How often do you update your CV? I've done mine for like three years. I, I, <laughs> I really need to apply for a job. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, you know, so if I've been 
um, employed for for several years. It's never uh, been updated. It's never been updated, and then you go no. to update it and go, uh. Yeah, I need to update mine. So I've I've printed it out, and part of Annette's homework this week is to just look through my CV with a pen and paper with a pen, and mm-hmm. just go right, just just kill it, just let me know what I need to change, because uh, it's four pages, it should be two. So there is a yeah. lot of stuff that needs to go. Uh, but I just haven't got the time or the mental enthusiasm at the minute to to do that. So she's going to take over that. And uh, she's also signed up for a, an IT course. So, you know, her New Year's resolutions are coming along okay. Abel's is coming along okay because he passed his theory test. So he's done. I need to now just get mine kick-started and just sort everything out. I'm, bu- I'm still busy thinning down all the things I do which I'm now seeing the benefit of it because it's, you know, the, the film festival runs its course in May, in March, sorry, March. Uh, that will be shelved indefinitely mm-hmm. until I've got the energy or the enthusiasm to put actually enough time into it because I'm struggling with that. The the filming, obviously, nothing whatsoever has happened with anything to do with that. So, you know, that's off my desk. Uh, there's a few things. I'm just trying to do less so that the time I've got, I can then do more with it. Yeah. So, quiet life, isn't it? Nice and relaxed and chilled out. Yeah. And then there's fuckwit Boris, who's going to announce tomorrow that everything's sorted by the end of the week. What a clown. <laughs> I, I do regularly yeah. find time to tweet him and just call him on his bullshit. So that's one of my hobbies. Um, I don't threaten violence against him. Not that I did before, but Twitter thought I did. So I'm very careful with my words, but I, I do tweet him once or twice a day telling him what I think. I find England uh, very perplexing at the moment because obviously yeah. Boris is telling everybody that in England, COVID yeah. is done, it's behind you, um, and all is fine and dandy. Unless yeah. you happen to be Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah. Yeah, there's that uh, thing called the uh, Office for National Statistics, yeah. which still says that a thousand people uh, are dying from COVID yeah. um, every week. And uh, it, it, in my mind, you know, obviously being from Wales, I just don't understand it. I, no. You know, I live in England. I don't understand it. <laughs> and the problem I have is that my workplace, my sort of direct boss or whatever, she just looks at the government guidelines, and because she did it before, she did it when I when I tried to not go into the office because look, look, I'd had Omicron, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much over it, but I still feel like crap. But I've not had a booster, and I, so can I skip coming into? The, all I got was uh, according to government guidelines. It's fine. It all ends on the 27th. Our office day is the 28th, so you need to come in. So that I know for a fact that once all this crap is announced tomorrow by Boris the Lying Little Clown, um, is that it'll be like, oh, well, it's all fine now. Because that's how close-minded a lot of people are, where they're like, nope, it says there. Therefore, that's true. They don't think outside any boxes whatsoever. And I know for me and you, that's stupidly annoying. Yeah. Because I, I, I hate stupidity. And I know you do too. It's, it's, you know, it's all about looking after other people, you know. And uh, to me, a uh, considerate boss who cares um, would enable those who don't wish to come in yeah. and work to work from home if they were able to do their job uh just as well if not better from home 
Well, I was talking to, and the, uh, the person I was talking to is more senior than my direct boss. So and mm-hmm. Abel will be like, who the fuck is this? Talking? I'm not telling you, Abel, you can try and work it out, but you won't work it out. Is more senior than my direct boss. I didn't know mm-hmm. it's not Annette. So Abel, it's not her, because she don't work there anymore. She quit. Good move. Uh, so it was somebody within the company more senior. And this person said to me, if you were so bothered about coming in every two weeks, I would be fine if it was just once a month if you were on my team. Wow. And this was a person more senior than my direct boss. And that's exact. And I thanked him for that answer. I went, uh, can I just move on? He doesn't have a team because he's more senior than that. But it's like, that, that's what you want. If you're not happy mm. with this, how about we compromise? Brilliant. I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if I go to that with to my boss, be like, no, every two weeks. But I've got things in play for that. I'm... Um, as you know, I'm very me. <laughs> I can be a bit of an arse sometimes uh, when it comes to stuff. And I know you're capable of that skill as well, and it is a skill. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm doing similar things than you do. You know, when you go, ah, actually, mm. let me bring this point up. That's the sort of position that I'm ready to begin uh, imminently regarding stuff. You want to get one of uh, uh, those... Uh gimp-looking gas masks and uh, turn up and uh, freak everyone out and sit there uh, sounding like Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> just, we went in last time and it was just very quiet. I, mean, I spoke to a few people, but it's just, I just wasn't in the mood. It's well, horrible. Still- you get so used to working in your home environment where it's quiet yeah. and you've got the perfect setup and you can concentrate on your work. You go into a dusty, horrible office with a crappy aircon right above your head blasting out dust. Uh, and you've got people around you chitty-chatting and typing loud. It's, it's well distracting. Well, this, is, this is one of the things, and that's why I know I am more productive working from home. Mm-hmm. Because um, wherever I have worked, as soon as the telephone goes and you have to pick it up, you lose your train of thought. And when it goes... Yeah. When it means getting back into your work, you know, it takes you five, ten minutes to get back in... And, and kind of carry on from where you left off really and that's does. just one thing but if then you've got colleagues coming and asking you questions you know you've got um you know the, the best one is when you're working to a deadline or something right you need this and this doing by this point um okay i need yep. to get my head down and kind of move forward and then you get a knock on the door Oh, my printer's uh, playing up. Can you just come and have a look at it for me? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just don't help anybody anymore. Mm. And I've even had this conversation uh, with work because at one point I was being what they call developed because I've been there and I'm a smart person and this, that, blah, 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 blah. So I would help everybody. And then when it was a case of, right, you've got to hit all these numbers, it's like, right, everybody else can fuck off, basically. I'm just not going to help anybody. And I've even told my boss that she's like so how have you managed you've done really well with your numbers how have you managed to get there i'm like well i keep my head down and uh i don't help anybody oh that's good is it though it's not it's not good it's not good it's bad because i'm supposed and you know what you're gonna how are you gonna maintain hitting your figures well i'm just gonna keep my head down and if anybody asks me a question i'm just gonna ignore them okay well done no not well done no that's bad that's really bad you should be helping people but they don't encourage that so it's this this whole podcast could turn into a rant about my job but basically i'm i am 100 ready to move on to something else i just do not know what yet and that's the difficult part but i'll get there but uh, uh yeah. 
I'm telling you from my experience watching The Apprentice over the last few weeks, yeah. um, apply for the next series of The Apprentice because you, you're going to have to uh, really try to do worse than uh, really? the people who are on that this year. I'm just going to go on and go, I've got a really good idea. Well, I don't really, but you know, if you give me some money, then I don't have to work for a while. That would, I might try that. I shall fill in my application form and send my CV across to mm-hmm. the to the producers of The Apprentice. So, but uh, but yeah, I am back in work tomorrow night. Can't wait. Um, but I'm at home, so I'm at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then back in the office on Thursday night, and then I finish Friday morning, so we can resume uh, podcasting on Sunday nights. Hopefully, if your computer's working, and to be fair, your laptop has done very very well, so you now have an official backup podcasting machine if you ever do Great. need one. So and my uh, my Monday tomorrow will be troubleshooting a computer. I'm it sure. will. I was troubleshooting one earlier tonight because the next Wi-Fi wouldn't work for some stupid reason. Um, but now it is because I troubleshooted it. So I'm going to go downstairs, have Great. some food, watch a bit of TV, and then uh, come to bed and not sleep because I never do the work before. It's the whole stress thing, isn't it? I'm sure you're... Familiar, mm-hmm. oh crap! I don't want to go. I don't want to go to sleep because I know that when I wake up, I have to go to work that day. And it's yeah, not because I'm lazy; I'm it's just exactly because it's the same. very frustrating it's, on my brain. It's the same feeling you had when you went to school. Well, um, I, I where... always like to to say it's the same feeling as, oh my god, I've got a really big exam tomorrow and I forgot to revise. That's always the way that it feels to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah you know that that sunday uh night um you know prolong your bedtime as much as possible (laughs) um because as long as you're awake doing something then it's not the next day exactly not having to go into work (laughs) and it's not because either of us are lazy either it's just because the the and it's weird. It's like I just type to people, and it's not the customers that stress me out. It's the organisation that stresses me out. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's crazy. Not a fan. Not a fan of stress whatsoever. Don't like it. It should go away and be banned. So can we have that <laughs> ending on Friday instead of COVID restrictions? That would be nice. Let's have an yeah. end to stress. Mm-hmm. So and uh, I apologise to every single listener. Yes, both of you for stressing you out with my rant about work. But uh, thank you very much for listening. And if you didn't listen and you skipped it, I'm all right. I don't really know any wiser. So just pretend you listened. So, um, what are you going to do for the rest of the night, Rob? You're going to rewatch Young Sheldon again, perhaps? Um, I might be uh, taking my computer to bits. You're going to start that now, are you? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I just Why need not? to work out what part broke. Yeah. And then get um, on Amazon and order, and order an another unbroken one. part. Yes. Well, good luck with that. Do keep me updated. And uh, I will probably chat to you tomorrow at some point. Sounds good. Okie doke. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.